stress, anxiety, and depression are skyrocketing among children and teens. And Cook Children's Healthcare System is on a mission to bring these topics into the light. I'm Winnie King. And I'm Dr. Kristen Perch. If you have kiddos in the room, now is the time to put on those headphones. Some of the topics we'll be discussing will not be suited for young ears. This is Raising Joy. Hello, everybody. This is Winnie King, and welcome to Raising Joy. (laughs) (laughs) You sound like a night um, radio host. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> We're going to have to start calling you Delilah. Yeah. <laughs> a quiet storm. <laughs> uh, thanks Watch for joining out, us. Watch out, I know. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us. And I'm Kristen Perch. Yeah. Not it, Delilah. Okay, but guess what? Yes. We are going to take a vacation. We are going to take a vacation. So we want our listeners to know that this will be our last one for a little while. Right. So don't get lonely. Go back to the first one (laughs) and start listening all over again until we come back. (laughs) We'll be back sometime in August, but we're going to take some time away and kind of refuel and refresh. I love it. I do. I I really do. It makes I think it will make the episodes more impactful. I think so too, yeah. you know, cause after a while and it, and it's, you know, and I love doing this. I absolutely love it. I love our guests. I love the content. I love the topics. And I know that there are people out there who really like it cause they tell me that it unsolicited, <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to take a little break yeah. and, um, and, and just kind of get revived a little bit yeah. and then come back strong. So I'm really excited about that. Yes. Time to recharge. Yes, yes. Today, we are joined by Sonia Parker-Good. Hi. Sonia is the Director of Outreach and Education at Grant Holliburton Foundation, which aims to strengthen the network of mental health resources for youth, promote better mental health, and prevent um, suicide. Don't we all need that? Yes. We, yes. we need that. Sonia, thank you. And thank you. Welcome to Raising Joy. Of course. Thank you all for having me. Oh, my goodness. And and you have a special day coming up. I do. Uh-huh. It's almost that birthday. Tomorrow is my birthday. <laughs> and, she, and, and the reason we mention it is because she's celebrating all month. Exactly. So, so it's thank not, it, it is not out of, out of whack to do that. Yes. And let me tell you the best birthday gift uh-huh. that I've already received oh my. is a young man in our building uh-huh. this week told me that he thought I was 38. <gasps> oh, Enough said. Okay. Exactly. Happy birthday to okay. me. Okay. Okay. You're not? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I don't she, even remember 38. Long way from it. Yes. Long way from wow. 38. Wow. Yeah. Did you you should have got that on the recording. I, I need, can I, I record that? Because I'd, I'd be playing that back. Oh, yeah. Seriously. Oh, my gosh. Wonderful. Jeez. Yeah. So, Sonia, tell us a little bit about the foundation and what the organization and how it began. Sure, absolutely. So Grant Halliburton Foundation was established in 2006 after the suicide death of Grant Halliburton. The foundation is in his memory. It's Mm -hmm. named uh, Mm -hmm. after him. His family started the foundation. Um, Like I said, he, uh, um, I'm sorry, he battled uh, depression Mm. and 
uh, bipolar disorder for many years oh. before his suicide death at the age of 19. Okay. Well, tell me about Grant. Who is he? You know, I never had the pleasure of meeting Grant, but from what I hear, he was an amazing young man. Um, in fact, um, we have all of his artwork all over the walls of really? our office Ooh. down in Pegasus Park. Um, so please come by anytime to yeah. see it. Uh, Grant was just talented, super, super talented. He was a music composer, uh, well-liked by many of his peers, his teachers. Um, he was just uh, an amazingly uh, smart AP program, a young man, uh, like I said, who suffered with depression and uh, bipolar disorder. Uh, Grant um, was given many scholarships to many different universities to study art, colleges and universities all around in, in different cities and states. And he finally attended uh, school at the University of Texas in Austin. And it was there that he realized he needed to come home and get some help. Mm. And his family brought him home. They did everything they could to get him some help until um, the pain and the struggle was just was too much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, like I said, he uh, died by suicide, I believe, in 2005 right. at the age of 19. Did wow. he battle it all his life or was this something that kind of came on? You know, I, from what I can recall, I I'm not sure if it was all of his life. Um, and, you know, with, with, with what I know about mental health and suicide, sometimes it, just it is it happens. all of your life. Mm -hmm. And you just don't know it or you just don't recognize it. Sometimes people just can't call it, mm -hmm. you know, what, what it, it is. is. Yeah. Right. And I imagine being a child, maybe he didn't know. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but definitely, I think his once his family knew that he was struggling and that he was battling um, with depression and with bipolar disorder, they did everything they could sure. to try to get him the help that he needed. What kind of uh, resources are like what what sort of outreach and uh, resources does the foundation provide? Oh, many, many resources. <laughs> wow, okay. I love it. Well, I love it. My we pen out. exactly take <laughs> it, right. take it all take in, notes. right? Um, I will start because I have the pleasure of managing the education team. And so we provide educational presentations all across North Texas for all the school districts. So we will go in and we will talk to the students. We will talk with uh, parents. We, uh, talk with teachers and any of the professionals who um, are working or living with young adults about mental health, mm. the importance of mental health. We talk about specific topics like anxiety, stress, depression, bullying, um, how to be more resilient or how to teach kids to be more resilient. Uh, we talk about bullying um, and uh, just suicide and suicide mm. prevention in general. Um, in addition to our educational uh, uh, presentations that we offer, about three years ago, we developed a strategy called Thrive. And the purpose of the Thrive strategy was, you know, we got to thinking about the same way we don't teach math in one one classroom session, I probably would have failed mm -hmm. if that was mm -hmm. if that was the way it went, yeah. right? Wouldn't we all? Exactly. Well, we, we don't do that. We And so we came up with Thrive because we wanted to help school districts infuse mental health into the entire academic culture. Oh. And so we've done that by um, 
uh, going into the school and helping them develop a strategic plan, mm -hmm. maybe, you know, start to take a look at what are some of the gaps in the programming that they already have? What are some things that they could be doing differently? Um, we do a questionnaire, we do surveys, and we help them kind of put together a plan of what can we do differently to really um, bring a mental health, to change that culture in our entire school. And so uh, we do that a number of ways. We work with a lot of community partners, um, UT Southwestern, uh, UT Dallas Center for Brain Health, hmm. communities in schools. Um, the Defensive Line is one of our newer partners, and we're really excited about working with them this coming year. Um, so a, a lot of different partners. I can't you know, not mention the Hope Squad. I don't know yeah, if you all know about yeah, Hope awesome. Squad. We've had them too. Yeah. Oh, you've had Hope Squad. Yes, yes exactly. Um, so we uh, provide um, access to uh, the Hope Squad for mm -hmm. a lot of school districts in mm -hmm. the North Texas area. And so uh, based on, you know, what we see with that Thrive strategy, you know, sometimes, and we like to tell our schools that we are not there to tell you what to do. We're there to help you look at what you already have and what we can help you do to strengthen right. What you're already doing and, in, in the school. And how to be intentional about it. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. You don't want it just to, well, we'll get to it and maybe it can happen. Yeah. And I think, and that's a good point you bring up because what I think the Thrive Strategy does is that it helps the schools become more intentional about mm -hmm. what it is that they're actually doing. And um, we also have and offer a uh, public awareness campaign, um, which was kind of developed from uh, Meadows Mental Health Institute. It was called OK to Say. And so we'll help them kind of use utilize that uh, public awareness campaign in their schools. Again, just pushing out and letting kids know that it is OK to not be OK. Mm -hmm. It's OK to reach out to mm. people to get help. It's mm. OK to know what resources are available to them. Um, and so just kind of putting all of that together in the strategic planning process. It's been very helpful for a lot of schools. Mm. That's awesome. That's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Um, how do you think the foundation is creating a lasting impact? Well, I think you said it best, Winnie. I mean, we are in 42 um, areas. Mm -hmm. uh, should I say it's probably more than 42? I was well over 100 mm. different school districts today. Wow. Um, serving in the whole North Texas area. That's a lot of territory. It's a lot of ground that we cover. Um, but we believe in um, the mission. We believe in the work that we are doing in promoting better mental health amongst our youth. Um, and I would say when, 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 I, when we think about a lasting impact, what I think mostly about is that just recently this year, we were able to translate all of our materials, all mm. of our presentations, our entire website translated into Spanish. Okay. And I think, especially living in Texas, yeah. that we are making a lasting impact by yeah. doing that. Right. And it, I'm so proud of you guys for being cognizant, like, hey, this would be really helpful to have double our reach. Yeah. Sure. You know, um, and to be inclusive of everyone. And we've already seen that. Like, we've, yeah. we've started to receive calls from Spanish-speaking households mm -hmm. and families looking for resources Wonderful. and looking for help Wonderful. for their kids. Tell us about some of the success stories. Yeah, you know, when you are in in schools, uh, success stories, I think, are just going and showing up and delivering this information because so many kids don't have access to it. But what is, um, I think, most impactful and brings us a lot of joy mm -hmm. is when we get our surveys back and we read on those surveys mm -hmm. from kids that they were struggling 
and that they had no one or didn't know who to talk to and that after our presentation, they felt more comfortable about speaking up about some, maybe they were struggling with anxiety. Mm -hmm. Maybe they've been struggling just with dealing with their peers and that just from that presentation, they feel better about reaching out or going to talk to someone about whatever they are dealing with. Um, in addition to the youth who are coming forward, we also uh, work with uh, families, uh, parents in particular who have had children, uh, maybe a child who have died, who has died by suicide, and they will reach out to us just for um, some direction or mm -hmm. some um, help with thinking of a way that they can memorialize their honor. child honor. and honor yeah. their child. And so we've helped families come up with, you know, projects or mm -hmm. fundraisers mm -hmm. or that have been very successful. And, and then it's just a way for them to be able to honor that child that they lost. So, yeah. And, and it's not so much of a loss. It's a it's a gain. Yeah. You know, I, yes, I lost a child and I don't want to minimize that at mm -hmm. all. But at least there's something that's good coming out of this. Absolutely. And, and I would feel that would be something I would want to do. I would Absolutely. want to really put my heart in it. Absolutely. That. And you, you don't really think about it, I guess, until you're in that situation, mm -hmm. how, how much you need, not just want, but need mm -hmm. to have your child's name live on. Yes. And that for me is yes. the, the beauty of it. And I know our organization really connects, you know, with, especially with Vanita mm -hmm. and her family, mm -hmm. you know, losing Grant. I know they really connect when parents reach out to us and they just want to, you know, have someone to talk to about what they've been through and how they can carry their child's name forward. Right. We've had mm -hmm. so many parents on I here know. that have done the same thing. Right. You know? Well, and I mean, to Grant's family and parents to turn their grief, like to find some meaning in it. I, I just, I'm always so blown away whenever too. families yeah. are too. able to do that. Because you're like, I don't even know how my head would get off the pillow. I Absolutely. Most days. I have no idea. Yeah. yeah. So that really was one of the first things that I said to Vanita when I met her. I, you know, I'm still in awe of her. Like every time... You know, she comes to the office. I'm, I'm probably like fangirling yeah. her because I'm just like, uh, because again, it is, you know, I have a, a, a daughter who struggles, my stepdaughter struggled with mental health. Mm. And just the thought of that, I, I remember, you know, my, my husband and I just kind of thinking about waking up not. And, and her not being there, yeah. um, just not knowing what that could look like because she had, you know, suicide attempts. And so when I look at Vanita and I see that pain and, mm -hmm. and I know the struggle and for her to turn that into something so awesome mm -hmm. like this organization and to be able to help so many families and so many people, I am just amazed at that. Yeah. yeah, it's incredible. Mm -hmm. I know that um, there are two NFL greats that support your cause. Who yeah. are they? Mr. Dak Prescott. What? Dak from Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Yes. And Solomon wow. Thomas. From the New York Jets. Yeah. Wow. Can you tell us about that? Sure. Um, that, I mean, y'all, it was just an amazing event. In March, we held our annual Beacon of Hope luncheon. And it was unprecedented. Like we had the most media coverage that mm. we've ever had mm. at a um, Beacon of Hope luncheon, uh, rightfully so, right? Mm -hmm. Dak Prescott was in the room. Of course. <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, Dak and Solomon both, I cannot tell you, powerhouses, mm -hmm. amazing men who shared the stage with us, shared their vulnerabilities 
shared their own experience with loss. Um, both of them lost their siblings. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dak's brother, Jace, mm-hmm. died by suicide. Mm-hmm. And Solomon's sister, Ella, she died by suicide. And so to hear both of these strong mm-hmm. men mm-hmm. Um, sit on stage and share not just the about the loss of their siblings, but also about their own mental health struggles okay. that came okay. after that, yeah. after, you know, those losses. It was just amazing. It was such a privilege. It was such an honor to have them. Um, the important message that went out on that day, we were able to reach a much broader audience. Um, there were more males in the room. I was going to say, day. what an impact. Yay. What an impact. Exactly. Not only on males, but uh, on men, but uh, black men. Yes. I mean, that, because that's the holy grail, yes. if you ask me, because yeah. um, hard to get them to open up and yes. hard. But now you've got a quarterback. Yeah. The manly man. Yeah. And he's saying, here I am. This is what happened to me and mm-hmm. I'm struggling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, what more can you do? Yeah. It was it was pretty impressive, pretty important that we were able to have them come and represent. Um, and, and one of the things that we they wanted to do, actually, that we just jumped on was be it because both of their foundations, um, um, Dax Foundation is Faith Fight Finish. And Solomon is the defensive line. And both of them are really passionate also about working with youth. Mm-hmm. So they were very interested in bringing youth to that platform with mm-hmm. them. And so we rounded up some teenagers from area high schools and had them share the stage with them and talk about their mental health, mental health issues that they were seeing in their school with their peers, uh, talk about the hope squads that were had been founded in their schools. It was just an amazing event. I know a life, uh, uh, an experience that those students will never forget. I know Absolutely. for certain. I, I wasn't there, and I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, she knows, <laughs> I mean, this is like, this is really, it's yeah, really good. It was I, amazing. It's just powerful. It's just very powerful, very impactful mm-hmm. for those young men to to be able to be that mm-hmm. vulnerable. Like, and like you said, too, for me, just I, I remember being in the audience watching mm-hmm. to see two black men. Mm-hmm sharing mm-hmm. about mental health mm-hmm. and, and how it's a touch their families and touch yeah. their own yeah. lives personally. It was just, you know, it was almost like it gave you permission yes. to speak up. Yes. It gave and, us know, permission. And, and these are guys who have it all. Yeah. They're like you're, Superman. I mean, yeah. you know, you think, okay, you've made it to the NFL. You're doing great. You're making big money. Absolutely. And why, you know, what else do you need, mm-hmm. you know, but, mm-hmm. but you are vulnerable. Yeah. You are human. I don't care what kind of money you're exactly. making. I don't care wh- how many houses or how big the house, mm-hmm. what kind of car you're driving Absolutely. around in. It really doesn't matter Absolutely. Um, because we're all human. And, and that kind of loss mm-hmm. impacts us at a humanity level. Absolutely. It's at a human level. Absolutely. I, just, ugh. Yeah. When that, I mean, that is, and that's why we do this work at Grant Halliburton Foundation because of the stigma that's been associated with mental health for so long. I mean, we aren't stigmatizing, should I say any longer? Because mm-hmm. we all know that there mm-hmm. was a time that mm-hmm. we stigmatized things like breast cancer mm-hmm. right? sure. where no mm-hmm. one wanted to talk about it or right. address it. Right. And now look, okay. look at what Susan okay. Komen has yeah. done, right? <laughs> right? Everybody is, I mean, it's 
it's out walking there walking around. The, exactly. <laughs> it's out there for the We're, world you know, to see. Right? And so we want to do the yeah. same thing with mental yeah. health. Yeah. It's just as important as your physical health. Yeah. Our yeah. president, Kevin Hall, he says it best. He says, we don't complain or make a stink as parents when the schools ask us to get our children an annual physical Mm-hmm. when it's time for them to try out for sports right. or be mm-hmm. on the football or basketball team. And they have they, to do it they if they want to play, it. right? Mm-hmm. So why don't we have that same thing Mindset. in place mm-hmm. when it comes to mental health? Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially after the pandemic. You know, I had to bring it up. You know, I had to bring <laughs> it up. Course, you know, because it impacted everybody. It, it just did. It pulled the curtain back. Mm-hmm. And, and we will be feeling this for a long, long time. When we pull kids out of school, they weren't doing well. And um, I'm sure you guys saw a uptick and could hear the phones ringing and whatever needed to be done. And it was a lot. But yes, um, and things now have calmed down some. But still, that that the impact of the pandemic and and what it did to mm-hmm. our kids. Mm. Yeah, we're going to feel that for a generation. Many so years. Mm-hmm. Many years. We're going to feel it. Mm-hmm. I, we say in, in this mental health arena that we haven't even scratched the surface mm-hmm. on, mm-hmm. I think we're seeing that our children have been impacted by the pandemic and we know it, mm-hmm. but we really haven't scratched the surface as to what do we do about it. Mm. Yeah. Well, no, no <laughs> what we're, we're scratching <laughs> is our heads. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. What we're scratching is our heads exactly. because we don't know really what to do about yeah. it or how much to, but, but we know we have to do something. Sure. But that's why it's so great that your foundation is reaching out to the community and things like that, because, Mm -hmm. you know, as a psychiatrist or as a mental health professional, there's only so much that we can do. Like we can't go into the schools. We can't, I mean, I would love to, but I just Mm -hmm. don't, we don't have that kind of time. And so to have people who see that as their mission and to try to support mental health where kids are is life changing. So that is your, your impact is fantastic. It's incredible. So what's next for the foundation? What what are you guys planning? What what's going on? <laughs> That's a loaded is it, question. Okay. Is it job when, security for you? It's <laughs> a loaded question. Well, but mental, there will always be mental health need. Yes. Yes. So yes. you will always have a job. <laughs> there, there is a, always going to be a mental health need, but you know, I would say um there are many things that the foundation is working on. We're super excited. Um, I can tell you, we just launched a young professionals um, group, okay. or, you know, and so we're super excited about that. Mm-hmm. Last year it formed and we are already over a hundred members. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which is so incredibly important because as you know, it's this young generation yeah. that we have to get excited yeah. and, and pumped up about carrying the torch yes. when it comes to talking about mental health and helping and becoming us health, mental health professionals. Exactly. We need more. <laughs> we need more. Right. I mean, spreading the word and yeah. how important it is, how important this field is. Right. Um, so in addition to that, uh, we are, uh, we've been really plugging into what we call continuum of care, mm-hmm. um, where we are kind of looking at what can we do as a community to really uh, help students who are in need with their mental health. Um, and so what that might look like is uh, we've recently partnered with Region 10, 
which is an education service center here in, in Texas that kind of serves the Region 10 mm-hmm. area, all the school districts in the Region 10 area. So we've connected with them and, and we're partnering to co um, almost co-sponsor a counselor mm. for five rural school districts oh. who don't have access oh to... Gosh the type of mental health services that they need. That's so helpful. Mm -hmm. And those students are, you know, either being screened and if something is detected, because here's what we're we're seeing, either schools aren't doing screening or they want to, but they're not really sure about it because if we screen, then what do we (laughs) do 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 after that? Exactly, (laughs) right? And so the whole point of the continuum of care is to try to look at that across the board to see if can we get counselors placed in school so that if we start the screening for students who have who it has been identified that they need some type of treatment treatment plan treatment option that we can get them connected with that counselor and then when we talk treatment options we're not just talking about because we know in school it might only be five or so counseling sessions that they can have with the school but what's beyond that? So mm-hmm. if they need um, treatment or a treatment plan beyond that, maybe that's virtual mm-hmm. um, counseling with, you know, like children's or maybe that might be uh, some outpatient mm-hmm. um, help or maybe that might be some inpatient residential treatment plans. And so we're, you know, thinking about all of that and then even going beyond the residential what happens when a child is in residential and they come out of residential and they're trying to go back into school or go back into yes. the community and adjust at a period? So we're even talking about using advocates or uh, mm. peer you know, mentors mm-hmm. to walk side by side with those students just to have just again to be a person, an advocate for that child mm-hmm. who's who's gone through residential and who just needs you know somebody to support them when they get out. So we're looking at that continuum of care, like how important that is. Mm -hmm. And then the other um, big thing that we have on the horizon is we believe at Grand Halliburton Foundation, the earlier, the better. Yes. So we are um, in the process of developing our early childhood mental health education program. And that might, uh, what it would look like is maybe pre-K to maybe about second, second grade, because currently the presentations and programming that we offer right now, usually we start at about fourth grade. I know Hope Squad starts at about fourth grade as well. Um, So we're like, well, what can we do and what can we provide for our our littles? We call them our littles. And so and and what we know about this type of program is that we have to get parents involved even Mm -hmm. in in the littles program. So we're working on continuum of care. We're working on early childhood, mental health education, young professionals. We have so many things in the work. (laughs) A continuum. Yes. It's like mental health across the age continuum. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We're super excited. You can tell we are a very passionate staff. Yes. Uh, We've grown a lot this past year. Um, There are 20 of us, um, which is small for a nonprofit, but we're mighty. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I like to call my small team scrappy. We're scrappy. Scrappy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So, um, if a parent or a community member was interested in learning more about the foundation, how do they find you guys? Yes, they can find us at www.granthalliburton.org. 
Um, we have an amazing website. Our website has so much information and not just information about the foundation. We have resources and information. And if you want to know more about stress, you want to know more about the different types of depression, mm-hmm. you know, children at different age. I mean, we have so many resources on our website. It's pretty wow. amazing. So please visit us. GrantHalliburton.org. And now it's in Spanish. There exactly. You go. There exactly. You go. Wonderful. Yes. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We are so grateful that you guys are doing this work. Thank you. And that you're really impacting North Texas and the Texas area. We need it so badly. Thank you. Um, we really, we really appreciate it. But thank we you. have one more question for you. Yes, ma'am. So tell us, what are you grateful for? Oh, yeah, sure. I, I am super grateful for uh, God and the fact that he strengthens me mm-hmm. every day mm-hmm. to be able to go out there and do this work that I love doing. Yeah, um, I'm grateful for my family. There is nothing like having uh, people in your life who support mm. the work that you do. Um, and I'm grateful for my work family because it's, it's pretty amazing to get to go to work with um, awesome incredibly talented and intellectually gifted people who just love the work that we're doing. We have an amazing staff, an amazing, I have an amazing team. And so I'm just very grateful for them. I'm grateful to you guys for having me here today. <laughs> yes. Thank you for making the drive. Yeah. Of course. All the way of over. Course. Wonderful. I am grateful for our listeners. Mm, yes, ma'am. You know, yes, I, I, I am we, too. I'm just so grateful. And, yeah. you know, thank you guys for whenever you talk to us and tell us, you know, that you really the, like it. Yeah. Winnie and I joke, we just assume we're screaming into the void. Yeah. Like, but, yeah. um, and yeah. so we're, yeah. we get a little self-conscious when people tell us they listen or I do anyway. I do too. Trust me. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, like, oh God, what did I say last time? <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'm really grateful that people yeah. care enough about mental health and that helping teens yeah. and kids that yeah. they, they actually want to like, that's incredible. Yeah. So yeah. Grateful for our listeners. You're fantastic. Exactly. Exactly. I am grateful for vacation. Yay! <laughs> I am grateful, even though I'm, I'm like you, Sonia, I love, love, love what I do, and I'm mm. excited about it, and and I love the team, the work team, and, and I deal with an amazing group of people mm-hmm. all day, every day, but I need the time to disconnect and refresh and revive and and come back strong and ready to hit the ground again Um, because we need that. um, We need that respite. um, And to be able to unplug for just a little while, um, you know, because I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, just drain and be gone, but I want to come back and, and then, you know, hit the floor running. Yes. I hear you. Love that. That is amazing. Well, thank you guys to our listeners so much. Um, We'll be back. We will be back. We promise. (laughs) Can't get rid of us that quick. We're contractually obligated to be back. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, We do this for fun. But, well, until next time, Mm -hmm. just breathe. Open up. You matter. matter.